Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It is Brendan Escott in for Bob Stoffer today on Oilers Now and. Got to remind you, the guests of this show received gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Roos Chris, it is the greatest steak you've ever had. Follow the sizzle to 99.90 Jasper Avenue. Tell Maggie and the staff that Oilers now sent you. We're going to go off right away here to the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline. And we'll bring aboard our regular Monday contributor, John Shannon. John, how's it going today? Good, Brendan. How are you? I'm doing well, thanks. Uh, tough weekend split. We knew it was going to be, well, three tough games on this road trip, certainly. But uh, they needed the win against Arizona. John, they get it by the skin of their teeth, by everything that Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl can muster. And then it just didn't look like they had the horses against Vegas last night, did it? No, it uh, it, it looked like uh, they ran out a little bit of gas. And, and just the, you know, the... the, the the punch counter punch that that Vegas creates uh, in the offensive zone. Every time the Oilers felt that they were back in it, scoring a goal, it didn't take very long for uh, for the Knights to go and and get another one. It's uh, that's uh, that's a pretty potent hockey club. And, uh, and then on the uh, on the other side, uh, Miko Koskinen certainly didn't have his best game in a long time uh, for the Oilers. That that uh, high glove side was. A little too available last night. Yeah, I agree. And that sort of seemed to be the talk of Twitter last night. Uh, there was people kind of that don't normally comment on that sort of thing that started voicing their opinion. Um, we talked to Bob earlier about that. And, John, I'm curious if you think that that's just part of what happens when a goaltender is adjusting to a bigger workload. Uh, and we've had people even suggesting that maybe the equipment size is different moving from the KHL to the NHL. What's your take on that? The one thing I, I I would suggest is is different is just the width of the rink. Uh, you know that 15 feet, which is 1,500 square feet, uh, does change your angles. And every once in a while, it appears that uh, Koskinen, as big as he is, when he goes to his knees, uh, that uh, the top the top of the net becomes um, a little too available. Uh, I'll, I'll be honest. I, I know that Koskinen has done a marvelous job. When you think of the 
I guess it's eight three and one in their last uh, twelve. Uh, he, he's been very good, but back to backs, I I probably would have liked to have seen Anthony Stollers play last night. Uh, I, I know I know Hitch is uh, Hitch is taking the guys that he thinks going to bring him to the dance, but. Uh, every once in a while, you have to go to your backup and give your backup something. I probably would have liked to see Stoller's goal last night. Yeah, I, I think so too. And that was evidenced by just how tired, not even just the goaltender, but the whole team looked. He got hung out to dry on a lot of the transitions and that sort of thing. Well, even from the opening faceoff too. I mean, and, and listen, he made a couple of marvelous saves in that first three minutes that were, I mean, amazing. Uh, but uh, certainly when you get a team that can press like Vegas can press, you're going to uh, you're going to wear out quickly, and that's exactly what Koskinen did. You see, uh, historically, John, I think back to goaltenders. Dan Cloutier comes to mind just because he's someone I grew up watching. But th- they can make that electric save, and that kind of reminds you what they're capable of. But some soft goals trickling through, and I think in order for him to be a starter long term, especially with the contract they just signed him to, he's got to find a way to to dial that in. But again, I, I ask you, do you think that's the the softies that sometimes get by him? Is that just part of him adjusting to how much he's played? I don't. I mean, I, I certainly hope not. Uh, I mean, uh, when you think that the, the money the team has doled out to him, that uh, he better be better than that. Uh, and and quite frankly, he has been better than that. Uh, I mean, I I I, uh, I give him credit for for making the adjustments, and and particularly since Cam been, Cam was traded, uh, he's been very good, and he's given the team a chance to win. Uh, what he wasn't able to do last night when the team got back in it, uh, you know, at 1-1, at 2-2, uh, he wasn't able to make that next big save uh, to give the Oilers the opportunity to counterpunch. Joined right now on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline by John Shannon. John, one bright spot in particular lately has been the play of that third pairing. Sekera really seems to have settled down um, Matt Benning on the back end, and you're starting to see the minutes more evenly distributed. So that's something that uh, they can certainly be happy about moving forward. And I think it also outlines how much they missed Sekera at the beginning of the season. Oh, totally. I mean, maybe we should not be talking about uh, any type of streak uh, with this team without men- mentioning the fact that this has all coincided with Sekera's return. Uh, and not just helping Max Benning, but uh, you're right, uh, taking minutes away from, uh, from from Russell and Nurse and, and trying to compensate a little bit so that Larson and Clefbaum don't play as much. If, if you can do that, and, and you know, even as you know, a couple of weeks ago and talking to Keith Kretzky about it, this was the sixth defenseman they thought they'd start the season with. Uh, when they did their planning in the off season before the Achilles issue that Sekera had, so there are there, that is a positive. That is something that has uh, given the, uh, the the team uh, a chance to compete. So much of this game now, Brendan. So much of this game is not necessarily what your forwards do, but how your defensemen are able to break out of the zone and and, and exit exiting your own zone and so much of that's important and a guy like Andre Secker is very good at it. So let's take this a different direction right now, John. Uh, lots of NCAA prospects have been signing lately, uh, most notably now Joe uh, Snively signing with the Washington Capitals. I'm curious whether that's philosophically from the Oilers organization or that it's just not the hotbed destination right now, but why are the Oilers not seeming to be in on any of these guys? Uh, you know that's a really good question, and, and perhaps that. I, I, first of all, I would think that Keith is probably 
trying to make overtures to try to get people to come to play in Edmonton. But um, I would think the instability might have something to do with it. And the other thing is, is that what you're seeing, too, um, is, is players wanting to go home to play. When you look at Max Varano, who um, wanted to play for the Ottawa Senators, uh, that's a you know that's a he, he grew up in the Ottawa Valley wanted to play there so there are there are a couple of variables and and I and dare I say I think that uh, you know and we don't like to talk about it too much playing in Canada creates different opportunities for different players and there are lots of guys coming particularly coming out of college that want to play in the United States. So we're uh, talking to John Shannon right now here on the River Creek Resort Casino Hotline. Um, who is the team to beat in the West right now? Calgary obviously securing the playoff spot. They look good, uh, but just so many teams. And Vegas was on full display against the Oilers last night. Who, who in your opinion, John, is the class of the West this year? Well, I, I don't think there's a single team. Like, I don't think there's a Tampa Bay in the West. Okay. I mean, it's pretty obvious what who the best team in the East is, and that's Tampa. But I don't think that there's enough separation between the top teams to be able to pick one. Um, you know, I, I I I guess I'd like to pick San Jose, but you can you tell me when Eric Carlson's coming back? <laughs> you can. Uh, he he's supposed to be back before the regular season ends to play a couple of games to get ready for the playoffs. They've played well. Certainly, Calgary's played well. But they played well in spite of having a couple of guys, including some of the stars, not not uh, contributing as much. Sean Monaghan didn't play, for instance, Saturday uh, in Winnipeg. Um, if you ask me to to pick one team that you would be most afraid of right now, it would have to be Vegas. It would have to be what they did at the deadline. It would have to be how they're playing right now. Uh, and how Mark Stone has been acclimatized to that uh, to that Vegas open. And if you have a rested Mark Andre Fleury, which obviously is what they're trying to do now, is they're trying to rest him. Uh, then to me, it, uh, it it probably puts Vegas, the you know the team that went to the Stanley Cup final last year, as someone that at this late date might be the most feared team in the uh, in the conference. You're talking about resting the goaltender. I'll double back to the Oilers right here because this has come in a couple times on the text line. Um, if Once the Oilers, if it happens that they're mathematically eliminated in the next couple of games, uh, do you see more of Stallers just so they do have the option to control him, do you think? That's the logical thing. Yeah. Uh, that makes the most sense. Now, Brendan, he's played twice or three times now? I Ooh, think it's twice. Top I think of my it's head, it's twice, twice yeah. Yeah, I think it's this place. So they need eight more. They need eight more appearances by Stolers before the end of the regular season, um, just in order to control them. Now, that said, uh, if if Anthony likes where things are in Edmonton, he can still re-sign here, uh, and and that would be because this might be Stolers' best opportunity to play in the NHL. Uh, when you think about all the other teams that. Uh, uh, that that have goaltending issues and uh, and would be would be thinking of, of signing a an unrestricted free agent, but to me, it, you know, that's you know the the, the fact that Stollers needs eight more, eight more games. I would hope that we would be able to see him a bit of that time if they decide that they're not going to make make the playoffs. 
12.45 in Edmonton here. We've got John Shannon on the line from NHL Hockey on Rogers. I'm looking at what's been going on with the Leafs lately, John, and it seems like an awful lot of drama. Their defense is surrendering an awful lot of goals, and while they're still in playoff position, it seems like they're bordering on disarray. Uh, can you sort of enlighten me as to what's going on there and, and why it's all been happening? Uh, that's the $64,000 question. <laughs> you know, um, it, you know, Kyle Dubas and Mike Babcock uh, have, uh, pro- have probably had a, a powwow yesterday to discuss exactly what's going on with the club, what's happening, why it's happening. Um, you know, this is a team that uh, isn't really playing the system that Mike Babcock wants them on a, on a continual basis. Uh, and when you look at the four games, and some people can say, well, they went one and three, I'll tell you what, if I'm, if I'm Leaf management, I'm as concerned about the 7-6 victory over Philadelphia as I am anything else. Losing to Tampa after the road trip, losing to Chicago, that's a, to me, that's a red flag. Uh, the way they beat Philly is another red flag, and then obviously Saturday night in Ottawa is probably three red flags. Um, so so I, I think there has to be some level of adjustment, and I, I'm not sure where that comes. Uh, you know, I, you know these players, uh, I'm, whether they think they can turn it on and off, you're going to find you're going to be playing difficult teams. They play Nashville tomorrow night, and that's going to be far from an easy night before they play Buffalo on Wednesday night. So I, I would say that there has to be a little bit of inward looking from the players' perspective to see if they want to follow what Babcock says before they worry about anything else. Tired goaltenders, though, that's another one there, Brendan. It's interesting uh, to me, in, John. Uh, Freddie, Freddie, Anderson, Freddie Anderson's played an awful lot, and uh, they need to give, find a way to give him a break here or there. It's funny that we're having the same conversation about another Canadian market, and, and the Leafs are firmly supplanted in playoff position, but it sounds very similar to some of the conversations anyway that are being had around here. Now, uh, we'll, we'll wrap up with this. So Toronto, again, they're, they're pretty much locked into playing Boston here in the playoffs. Uh, can you see them genuinely getting out of the first round this year, assuming that they're able to, to uh, right the ship in the final stretch of regular season games? Uh, I can't, uh, because... I think it does go to home ice. I think it would be a long series, and I think that the team that has home ice would have the advantage. If you look at the numbers, Brendan, the Bruins are basically about three games over 500 on the road, uh, but they're 20 games over 500 at home. Uh, TD Garden is a huge, huge advantage for the Boston Bruins, and if you give the Bruins home ice, it's going to be an unbelievable challenge. All right, John, we appreciate your time as always, and uh, we'll catch up with you next week, all right? Right on. Thanks, John. That is John Shannon from NHL Hockey on Rogers. It's uh, 12.48 here in Edmonton. Brendan Escott filling in for Bob Stoffer on Oilers now. So, again, I, no direct parallel, of course, can be drawn between the Oilers and Toronto, but it is it's just funny how sports works when you've got a team who is in playoff position and yet their fans are still frustrated. Their goal, their backup goaltender is speaking out and causing a stir. So it's, uh, you know what, it, it is frustrating times for Oilers fans, but it's stressful all across the league. I'm just saying. Anyway, we'll, uh, we'll step aside. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Clyde here on Oilers Now. We'll be back with NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing, more than just sportswear. Brendan S. got in for Bob Stoffer today. Hi, this is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers. You're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. And Escott in today for Bob Stoffer. The Oilers on their way from Vegas to St. Louis. Another big game coming up against the Blues. Uh, if you follow Craig Button at all on uh, social media, he's suggesting the Oilers would need to go as far as 9-1 and one in their next uh, 10 games in order to have a sniff at the playoffs. But again, I, I've been saying it a little bit throughout the show. I did put the poll out. And obviously this is going to be a little bit skewed because we're we're in Edmonton's market. But in 508 votes on Twitter, 50% of you have Arizona claiming the final wildcard spot in the NHL West. That's followed by 22% of you saying that Edmonton does have a shot. 18% for Chicago, 10% for Minnesota. They are only seven points back, but a lot of teams to hurdle. That's been the story for the past couple of weeks. It's possible but it's certainly not probable and uh, well let's take a look right now at their next five games actually so St. Louis tomorrow night Columbus is going to be a tough test that's at home on Thursday Ottawa in town for a matinee game on Saturday and you got to figure that's one they absolutely need to win as is the game against LA the following Tuesday and then they get Dallas so there's two games in there that they for, for sure should come out on the on, on the winning side of and uh, three that they easily could but it's got to be a 60 minute effort and you've got to get the goaltending you've got to get the goaltending in this stretch and you know it's going to be a lot of digging deep for Koskinen and it's going to be a lot of his team helping him out as well but the stop the stops that he needs to make those have to be made no trickling through the pads no blowing it right through the glove Anyway, I'll get off the soapbox and we'll get to NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing, more than just sportswear. Four games across the NHL tonight. Tampa Bay playing host to Arizona. Maybe the Oilers get some help there. Vancouver visiting Chicago. They're looking for the Canucks to win. Uh, Winnipeg in Los Angeles and then a clash of Western Conference Titans in San Jose as the Sharks host the Golden Knights. Penguins forward of Guinea Malkin is week to week with an upper body injury after taking a cross check to the midsection from Blues D-Man Robert Bortuzzo. Least forward Freddie Gauthier will miss the next two games with a foot injury. Gasperi Kapanen who has uh, been targeted as by many of a texter on the Heartland Ford text line as someone the Oilers could possibly trade for. He's sidelined with a concussion. He's been out for the past four games as well. Uh, I mentioned this with John Shannon, NCAA prospect. Yale Bulldogs forward Joe Snively signing a two-year entry-level contract with the Washington Capitals. He is a Washington, D.C. product as John alluded to as well. He put up 36 points and 30 three games in Division One uh, competition this year. The NHL announced its three stars of the week. Thomas Grice was named the first star. Blackhawks forward Brendan Perlini picked up second star honors. And Connor McDavid named the third star with three goals and six assists in four games, doing everything he can to will this team into the playoffs. 
Bakersfield Condors thumped the Ontario Reign 7-0 on Saturday. They still lead the Pacific Division and are off until Friday now when they have a rematch on the road this time with the Reign. The Oil Kings swept Calgary in the final two games of their regular season, winning the WHL Central Division for the first time in five years, setting up a first-round playoff matchup with the Medicine Hat Tigers that starts next Saturday. It is the fourth time in modern Oil Kings history they've won the Central Division. Trey Fix Wolanski finishing tied for fourth in WHL scoring with 102 points. He's coming up after the 1 o'clock news. U of A Golden Bears did make it to the finals at the U Sports National Championship but fell to the University of New Brunswick 4-2 after star forward Luke Philp went down with a serious uh, ankle injury as Bob suggested and that was early in the game. UNB's third national championship in four years. They, You can say that both of those teams are the class of U Sport but UNB right now they're the champions. Golden Bears are going to make a big push for that next year as well. The Pandas, meanwhile, they qualified for the bronze medal game out in Prince Edward Island. They fell 2-1 to the Montreal Carabins. So uh, not the weekend that the athletics department at U of A was hoping for, at least on the ice, but just the fact that they're, they're constantly on the national map. Hondo from Indian Country says that uh, the Oilers, they're going to squeak in to the playoffs. Well, we appreciate the optimism there, Hondo. Would I trade Darnell Nurse to Toronto for Jake Gardner and Kasper Kapitan? This is from Dean, Team Dean specifically. That's an interesting one. I, I can tell you right now, I don't think the Leafs want to get rid of Kapitan because he's a productive player on a contract they don't have to worry about for a bit. From St. Paul, it says, hey, what are the odds uh, this morning for making the playoffs next year? Don't sell the farm for this year, and you could could have surprised me that they're a desperate team. See you guys next year, maybe. Next year, well, uh, it's going to be a different story because the prospect pool has been loaded up. Um, you know, it's, it's not the class of the league necessarily, but it's a lot deeper than it has been in previous years. So... Uh, I know it's tough to be patient, especially as there's still a shot that they make the playoffs this year. But next year, I think, is going to be a much different story. Not only that, but obviously with a full offseason for uh, whoever the new general manager ends up being to tinker and work. We'll see. But uh, reason for optimism, no doubt. Coach Ron asks, uh, is a goalie like Curtis McElhinney available as a UFA? I think he'd be a good fit to play about 35 games. Yeah, he'll be cheap. He is an unrestricted free agent after this year. And he is somebody that I think they could use to spell uh, Miko Koskinen next year because obviously transitioning to a starter's workload for him has, has it's not been seamless. He's been good, for sure. But you can tell when he gets tired. McElhinney, I think, would be a good fit. Don't forget that Al Montoya's in the system. If they want to, they can accelerate uh, Shane Sturette, uh, who has been dynamite and surprised a lot of people this year. So there are options internally, but certainly if, if there's something better available on the market for less than a million dollars that would be uh, I think they'd be silly not to look at that and finally Topher is asking uh, and this is pertaining to NCAA free agent signing here would you go play in Edmonton they have two of the best players in the world they still suck I don't blame them well (laughs) wouldn't you want to play on a team full of opportunity with two of the best players in the entire world perhaps 
1258 in Edmonton. Uh, we're we're loaded up on the backside of this show as well. We'll get the Trey Fix Wolanski right out of the 105 news break. Uh, 120, we'll hear from Oil Kings Director of Business Operations, Daniel Troiani, about the playoff scene for the Oil Kings. We'll hear from Daniel Nugent Bobin from the Athletic at 135, and then we'll catch up with Dave Dawson about the AJHL playoffs at 145. It's Brendan Escott filling in for Bob Stoffer. We're off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.